0: welcome back to the crossings podcast this sermon is from jack schultz and it is part three of four in this special series from the forge
1: I'm sorry I missed the chainsaw races. I watched them on TV. Never got to see them in person. And I think it'd be it would have been amazing to see Victor out there with something that's going nee, nee. But now I guess that's another story. Well, I know I'm in a tough position tonight because as soon as I got here, I ran across a group of guys and I said, how's it going? And they said, oh, you should have been here this morning. It was amazing. The spirit was moving. It was great. And I'm going, oh, good. Good. Don't put any pressure on me. So then I asked them, how was it last night? They said, well, Chris spoke in. (laughs) so lower the bar a little bit for me but these men have been speaking from the book of Joshua and I know so far this weekend you've heard about being still and you've heard about standing what a great example we have in Joshua so well, tonight we're going to speak about Joshua a little more. I wasn't here, so I don't know what they said. So I want to give you a little picture of Joshua. I learned something while I was studying this week that I didn't even know, and it gave me a little more of a close feeling and affinity with Joshua, and I'll tell you why in just a second. But we're talking about a man of courage. A man of cunning. A man of direction, faithfulness, and unshakable faith in God. So it's no surprise that God would choose him as the man to lead the children of Israel across the the river into the promised land. He accomplished so much in his service for God. But did you know that after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness and finally coming to the Jordan River, waiting to cross over, Joshua stands before the people and they have Jericho standing in their way. And they have the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Gershagites and all of these others. And Joshua is telling the people, Do not fear. The Lord is gone before us, He has fought the battles before us. Amen. And I always pictured, kind of like you see in the movies, the guy that's got the sword on his sight. He's wearing the tunic. He weighs about 190 pounds. Got this flowing beard, muscular arms. Until I found out that at this time, Joshua was 83 years old. That's almost as old as Greg. <laughs> 83 years old when he led the children of Israel into the land of Canaan. And he continued in his position of leadership for approximately 28 more years. And he dies at the age of 110 years old. Look back on the legacy of Joshua. He was one of the 12 spies sent by Moses into the promised land. He was one of the two. Who stood before the people and said, there may be giants in the land, but our God is greater than they are. He was one of the two who wanted to go in and possess the land. He stood by Moses. He showed himself to be a valiant man. And he never doubted that what God had said he was able to perform. But like all of us, the time came for Joshua to die. So he put out a decree and gathered all the people that come before him, and he spoke to them of a reminder and a challenge. As one of his last acts before he died, Joshua recounted to the people all that God had done for them. How God had called Abraham from his father's land and the false gods that they served and led him into the land of Canaan so that wherever his feet might trod, the land would belong to him and his uh, descendants. Amen. How God had fulfilled his promises to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. He reminded the people how God sent Moses and Aaron and brought them out of the bondage of Egypt. And how Egypt was struck by plagues when Pharaoh resisted the will of God. And when finally they were released and Pharaoh called up his army to follow them into the wilderness, God divided the sea that Israel might cross over on dry land. And when the armies of Pharaoh followed, God closed the waters in on them. How the children of Israel were protected by the Lord. Provided for in the wilderness. And how after a long time they were brought to the Jordan River. To cross over and possess the land. But even as they stood on the banks. Looking across the river. Gazing at the land that flowed with milk and honey. Joshua reminded the people that. Although the promised land was within sight and within their grasp, that it was not a free walk into paradise. Read with me if you would, and you'll all have to bear with me. I gave them notes, I can't remember what I gave them. Joshua 24, is that behind me? Joshua 24, 11 and 12. It says, Joshua is telling the people that then you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho. And the men of Jericho fought against you. Also the Amorites and the Perizzites, the Canaanites and the Hittites, the Girgashites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. But I delivered them into your hand. I sent the hornets before you, which drove them out from before you, also the two kings of the Amorites, but not with your sword and bow. As always, it was the Lord who provides the victory for those who follow Him, for those who walk in His ways, to those who are obedient in all the things that the Lord would require of them. Amen. It was important to the children of Israel to be compliant and submissive to the will of God. I want you to understand that point. It was important for the children of Israel to be compliant and submissive to the will of God. Amen. And the reason it's so important, the reason I want you to understand that, is because right now, today, in your walk with God, it is important for you to be compliant and submissive to the will of God. They needed to know, even as we need to know, that there are consequences for our actions, especially if we do not submit ourselves to God's will. Joshua 24 and 20, it says this, If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after he has done you good. Amen. I'd give you anything for a bottle of water. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Consequences for our actions. You see, it's one of those as long as moments. You know what that is? As long as? The Lord will provide your victory. The Lord will provide your needs. The Lord will destroy your enemies as long as you're doing what he wants you to do. We deal with these as long moments all through our life. You can go with your friends as long as you clean your room. You can go on that trip as long as all your work is done. You can go to the concert, movie, basketball game as long as your homework is done. Some of you older guys, can I say how glad I am to see so many men here this weekend? Amen. Amen. Some of you older, older, younger guys. You can buy that car. You can buy that boat. You can buy that house. You can buy that rifle, that fishing pole. You can buy that new bow. You can buy that new handgun. As long as your credit is good, <laughs> as long as you've got the money, Amen. most importantly, as long as your wife says it's okay.
0: Amen.
1: And so remember that it is not a free walk in the glory. I spoke about Joshua recounted to the people all that God did and was doing for them. But now he is putting a proposition before them. He is giving them a choice. The opportunity to to decide for themselves. To decide today whether to flee to or flee from. Thousands of years ago the choice was put to the people. The same choice I will ask of you tonight, will you flee to or will you flee from? I don't want any misunderstandings here of what I'm speaking about. You got a picture here. That, my friends, is a flea. If you've seen Nano scratching this weekend, that may be what it is. Got another picture, don't we? That is a flea causing a man to flee. And one more. Yeah, he is definitely fleeing. Uh, I don't know if I missed the scripture, but let me read something to you here. Joshua 24, beginning in verse 14. Joshua saying, Now therefore, fear the Lord, Serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the God which your father served that were on the other side of the river, or the God of the Amorites in whose land you dwell but it's for me and my house, house. we will serve the Lord. Come on, say it with me. We will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. A lot of y'all know me from church, and that's the only place you know me from. I'm looking around. I looked around when I got here. I think a lot of you guys don't even know me, do you? You (laughs) Yeah, who? Back speaking, who? So I'd like to tell you a little bit about myself tonight. But even before I begin, let me tell you that I don't often like to look back at the person I was or the things I did. So I want you to remember that I only speak of these things to point out to you that God is able to save the worst among us. Right. Come on. Some of the things I'll tell you I am very ashamed of. And I have no desire to give any credit or praise to the enemy. I'll just try to show you that there is a time to flee from, and a time to flee to, and the need to know which way you're going. The time to choose which God you will follow. I was not raised in a Christian home. Victor knighted these two young men up here a little while ago, and he said, how many of you older guys looking at them are going, wow, I wish I had that when I was younger. I look at all of this this weekend. I watched worship service. I, I saw you guys raising your hand, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, I wish I had that when I was younger. wasn't raised in a Christian home but I was raised in a religious home which is not the same thing I had no real guidance in life even though I attended 12 years of a private religious school graduated when I was 18 years old because of the times and My less than stellar grades, my parents took me down and made sure I I enlisted before I was drafted. Now, when I say I'm old, I want you all to understand I'm talking about 1969 in the Vietnam War. For some of you young kids, you can go home and ask your dads what the Vietnam War is. But I enlisted in 1969. I went in the service, and it was then that I really learned all the good things in life, like drinking, smoking, cursing, sexual immorality. I left home and I just totally surrendered my life over to the lust of the flesh. I believe it's in the book of Judges where it says Israel was going around and it says that every man was just doing whatever was right in his own eyes. And that's how I was. The enemy brought me down because it's no, if you don't know, let me tell you, Satan knows just what it takes to bring you down. And he knew what it was with me. And I'm not going to speak much of my time in the service or during that time because to be honest, I was just a slug, just a slimy little thing creeping along. But something happened during that period of time. I met a girl, I met her family, her dad was a Pentecostal preacher, I became acquainted with the gospel, Hallelujah. had some grand arguments, you <laughs> they got me to reading the word. One evening I sat down and I read the book of Revelation of Jesus Christ. I wasn't sure how to say this but if Victor can say he was pissed off I can say this. I read the book of Revelation and it literally scared the hell out of me. In the middle of that night Because we were over with some friends, and she was my wife at the time, her brother-in-law, my brother-in-laws and stuff. I was sleeping on the couch in the living room after reading Revelation, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and a great fear came over me. Right there by the couch, I fell on my knees, and I called out to God, and he saved me in the middle of the night Hallelujah. in the parsonage of the preserving church. After that, I studied and I read, and I studied and I read, and the word became like it said of the prophet, it became sweet to my mouth.
0: Thank
1: you. I couldn't get enough of it. And I read and I studied. And then one day they came up to me and said, hey, listen, why don't you preach Sunday night? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and I did. And then I preached the following Sunday. And then the Wednesday after that, And a Sunday night after that. And for 12 years, I lived for the Lord. I evangelized. I was associate pastor. And I pastored my own church for about three years. But you see, through all of that, there was something missing in my life. I built my house on shifting Sad. Most of y'all won't know what this is. You will. I'm sure some of the others. I was the youngest presbyter in the East Texas district. A presbyter out of one of the Houston districts. I was sort of groomed to take over as district PYPA. So I had popularity, I had a certain amount of power, my church was growing, but I began to flee after things that made me popular, that brought me recognition, drew attention to me, and brought me to the point That when a problem raised its head in my church, I wasn't prepared to deal with it. And I allowed that problem to begin my spiritual downward slide. Rather than fleeing to the Lord, I fled from the Lord. Little by little, I allowed my flesh to again take control and smother the spirit of God in me. How it happened to me was nuts. I saw it happening, but it was like I couldn't stop it. I saw it so vividly that my last message at the first Pentecostal Church of God in Irving was how to backslide. And all I did was relay to the people exactly what was happening to me. Not really part of my notes, but let me give you guys some insight. If you ever get to the point where your scripture is not important to you? And daily reading and studying the word is not part of your life. You're placing yourself in peril. Amen. If you find yourself in a place where prayer is not part of your daily life, you're placing yourself in peril. I quit studying the Word. I quit praying. I quit associating with other Christians. I took a job in another city. And I walked away from the ministry that the Lord had called me to. I went to the police academy. Which seemed like a good thing. But it wasn't. Soon after that, I quit church completely. I found somewhere to flee that made me feel good. And for over 25 years, I fled from the Lord. When I grew up, When I was in the service, I did evil and sinful things. But I did them out of ignorance. Because I didn't know the Lord. Right. But Now I did. And I did it willfully. Because I chose to flee to the enemy. Rather than flee to God. the book of Luke, for all you scholars, I know this is dealing primarily with possession. But I think it fits so well in Luke 11, beginning in verse 23, it says, He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest. And finding none, he says, I'll return to the house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter, and they dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first here is my testimony i was a tormented man who had an experience with god and walked away to satisfy my flesh Rather than surrender to the Spirit. In my younger days, I drank and I smoked, but now I gave myself over to drink. I get off work. Y'all may not know what this is, but Keystone Tallboys. I can knock down 14 of them before my wife got home from work. Weekends wasn't measured in six packs. Weekends were measured in cases. You know, I said you fall little by little. My partner and I—we worked the night shift, deep nights. Always stopped at the same little convenience store for coffee. It started out innocent enough. Talked to the girl that was working the uh, checkout at night. I mean, she's working overnight. She's there by herself. She needs protection. So I'd go and I'd talk to her. And then pretty soon I was getting off work and I was stopping by there again just to check on her and make sure she's okay. After a little while, I said, well, come on, I'll give you a ride home. And not long after that, I found myself in the I didn't go to bed one night and say to myself, you know what? I think I'll wake up in the morning and commit adultery. Right. And That's not the way it happened. No. Started out innocent talking to, a little bit of flirting until it ruined my marriage. Gambling, profanity, dirty jokes, sexual immorality, it ruled my life, and it ruined my life. Part of my reason for drinking every night was I was afraid to go to sleep. The reason I was afraid to go to sleep is I was afraid I was going to die. The reason I was afraid to die is because deep down in my heart I knew I was living contrary to the will of God. Yes. and I knew there were consequences right. for my actions. Right. Come on. There's a happy ending, I promise you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, y'all listen to this song. <laughs> Watch the lyrics.
0: Second glance that ties your hands as darkness pulls the strings. Be careful, little feet, where you go. For it's the little feet behind you that are sure to follow. It's a slow fade when you give yourself away. It's a slow fade. When black and white turn to gray and thoughts invade, choices are made, a price will be paid, when you give yourself away, people never crumble in a day, it's a slow fade. Lead broken heart to
1: Thirteen years, one month ago, who's counting? I gave my life back to the Lord. Amen. Amen.
0: Yeah. Glory. Yeah. I
1: was in a little Baptist church. I can't tell you how much I hated that pastor. <laughs> my wife and I were going. We'd been married over 20 years and had never been to church together. Woke up one Sunday morning and my wife got up and she looked at me because I had on a pair of slacks and a sports shirt. And she said, where are you going? I said, let's go to church. She just stood there and looked at me like I'd lost my mind. We got dressed and we went. And then we went the Sunday after. Then we went the Sunday after. and I, I'm telling you, I hated that pastor. He'd get done. He'd preach Sunday morning. He'd stand right in that middle aisle and he'd go, Right now, if there's anybody here who needs to turn their life over to the Lord, step out and walk down here now. And the Holy Spirit's dealing with me and ripping my heart apart, and I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. Uh, This is not even in my sermon. Let me tell you all something. I bargained with God. Are you all ready for this? I bargained with God. I said, Lord, I really want to come back and live for you. I really do. Lord, I really want to make a change in my life. I don't want to die and go to hell. I want to live for you. I want to do right. But I sure do like my beer. Can we work something out, Lord? Can I come back and live for you and keep my beer? And right there one Sunday morning, as clear as a bell, the Lord said, Come on back. Step on out. And we'll work that out with the beer. Think about it. I'm think what I'm saying, Lord, can I come back to you and keep sinning or come on back and we're going to work it out. I walked out that aisle that morning and came up to the preacher and turned my life over to him. I didn't know what was going to happen. We got done with church that Sunday and I went home. And my wife sat there in disbelief as I sat there by the kitchen sink and took every bottle of booze and every can of beer and poured it down the sink. I'm glad to say today that it is now 13 years and one month since a drop of alcohol has passed my lips. There is a God in heaven who can take your heart and turn you around and make you a new creature in Jesus Christ. But you got to guard yourself. It's a slow fade like the song said. Like I said, I saw it happening to me. Sin by sin, wrong by wrong, hardening my heart little by little. It's the little thing. Be careful what you see. It's the second glance that ties your hand as darkness pulls the strings. Uh The journey from your mind to your hands is shorter than you think. There's a price to be paid when you give yourself away. I'm telling you tonight, flee to God. People never crumble in a day. Families never crumble in a day. No. Gentlemen, daddies don't crumble in a day. You older guys, grandpas don't crumble in a day. Victor said earlier, sermon thief. Victor said earlier, This generation coming up is dependent upon the generation now. Amen. If you have a problem with the way your children are acting, you might go home and look in the mirror and find the problem. Right. There it is. There it is. If you need your kids to change, you might get on your knees and do a little bit of changing yourself. Amen. Hurt your feelings? I don't care.
0: Hey, keep stepping
1: still. Timothy said, uh, the, uh, the apostle Paul wrote to Timoth- Timothy and said, Oh, Timothy, guard what was committed to your trust. Can I give a warning to all of you tonight? You may think that you can hold on to your faith just enough to make it into heaven, but to be honest, you can either be all in or you're all out. That's right. Matthew 6, 24 says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will love the one and hate the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You are either fleeing to the Lord you are fleeing to the enemy. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 10, 14, flee adultery. 1 Corinthians 6 and 18, flee sexual immorality. 2 Timothy 2 and 22, flee the evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace. 1 Corinthians 6, 10 and 11. For the, money is the lo- for the love of money is the root of all evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. But you, man of God, flee this and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Choose this day whom you will serve. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Tonight... Tonight, I do not, I, you know, we say it a lot, when we're preaching, you know, and when we're talking to people, oh, man, I, I really hope I touch their hearts tonight. Amen. I, I really, I, I really hope I can stir their hearts. I really hope I can reach out and, and make a difference in their hearts. Tonight, I don't want none of that. I don't want to stir your heart. I don't want to touch your heart. Come on. Come on. What I want to do is break your heart. I told you earlier that 13 years ago I gave my heart to the Lord. When I walk down that aisle, and I put my arms around the pastor, and I begin to confess my sins. My heart was broken. My heart was shattered. But as I sat there and I repented and I confessed and I called upon the Lord to be my Savior, the Holy Spirit moved and He came and He picked up all the pieces of my heart and He put them back together and He put them back inside of me and He made me a new creature. The old things were passed away and behold, all things were made new. That's what I'm hoping for tonight. That's what I want to see in someone's life tonight. I want to see new creatures standing in in the place uh, that God has put you to be tonight. I want you to do what God wants you to do. I want you to be obedient Amen. to the Holy Spirit and let him work in you.
0: Amen.
1: The apostle said I'm sorry the psalmist said David create in me a clean heart a new heart and renew a steadfast spirit in me. Better to flee to God for there is power in living for the Lord. Submission, submission, one of the problems I had with giving my life to the Lord is I didn't want to give over control. I didn't want to give over control of my life. But you know, I found in living for him, submission is not slavery. It is freedom and it's power. Hallelujah. He who the Son of Man sets free, he is free indeed. Hallelujah. It is all power. Right. Now, you want power? You want power? Yes. James said, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Right. Yes. Yes. Come on! Look at your neighbor. Look to your right. And tell them, you've got power. You got power. Put you left, tell them, I've got power. Because when I submit myself and you submit yourself to God, yeah. you have got the power to cause the demons of hell to flee away.
0: Yeah.
1: We can stand and not be moved and plant our feet upon the solid rock.
0: Yeah.
1: Choose this day. Choose this day Whom you will serve Amen. I listened to the preacher this morning Point out sometimes how sometimes The Lord speaks to you about certain points I listened to, listened to him Preaching this morning and he said You know what He said we got a nice crowd here this morning And I'm going to tell you I'm going to preach to you what the Lord has given me He said but you know what If I leave here this morning and I see I've only touched one person, it's worth it. That's right. Amen. Just before service started, I was sitting right there where Victor's at. And Nano, where's Nano? He's a great guy, isn't he? Hey, Nano came up to me and he said, can I pray for you? I said, Absolutely while he was praying part of his prayer was Lord use Jack even if it's only to touch one person here tonight oh. but a word one and two huh? if I can touch one person tonight but I believe the Lord is dealing with more than one you're here at Forge this weekend to learn how to be better men. Amen. And the only one to be better, the only way to be better is to serve the one who is greater. Yeah. Right. Right. <clears throat> <Yeah. laughs> he is Lord. He is, he is Lord. Yes. Yes. Better to serve him now. Better to flee to Him than flee away. Amen. Would you stand all over? All through the room where you stand? And I want you to think and consider in your own hearts. Don't worry of the words I've said. Let the Spirit of the Lord speak to you tonight. I had plans, but... Man's plans really don't mean a lot. I'm going to change. And I'm going to go ahead. Come on. And I'm going to ask Victor to go ahead and close this out. But I want you men, all of you, if you don't take anything home with you tonight, remember, little by little, did anybody wake up this morning and say, you know what? I want to wake up today and be a thief. No? Anybody wake up this morning and say, hey, I want to be a liar. Nope. No. But little by little, he can get you to do it. Submit to God. Submit to God. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the special presentation from The Forge Men's Retreat 2023. If you are interested in looking at some of our other sermons or videos, simply search for Crossing Mina in whatever app you get your podcast from or on youtube.com. Also, we invite you to join us any Sunday morning in Mina, Arkansas at 9 a.m. or 11 a.m. See you soon.